2: Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. Hello and welcome
0: to White Wine Question Time, something from the cellar, where we take you by the hand down into the cellar to rummage through some vintage conversations in our back catalogue. And in this episode, it's all about helping you to get to know some of the men and women who are heading into the I'm a Celebrity camp this week. With just under a week to go before those bonfire chats start to unfold, we're going to revisit three campmates who've been on the show in the past. And first up is the extraordinary maitre d' and charismatic face of Channel 4's first dates, Fred Syriax. Now, Fred not only bought his charm, but set a new standard as the first guest to generously gift me with a case of his own wine. Oh, Fred. But our conversation also ventured from the palate-pleasers to matters of the heart. And in this clip, you'll hear our chat about the love lessons he's learned from his time observing on first dates. You wax lyrical on first dates and you give us these kind of these, these really succinct little essays about love and life and lessons. And, and what we should all be looking for is people embark with hope in their heart as they sit across the dinner table looking for love. So mm-hmm. I wondered if you could share with me, first and foremost, the hardest lesson you've learned in love, but also then secondly, the most valuable lesson you've learned in love.
3: Well, I think that it's it's your ability to look inside your heart and know what is in there, and you know I think that all of us we really have very few real relationships with people that we trust because tr- trust at the end of the day is at the very heart of it. Mm. You know they say that in 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 religion, trust is the basis of love and. And this is true. And it's the same in business. You know, without trust, there is no loyalty. So this is why we have to deliver every single time. So it's about that trust. And it's about that ability to recognize trust and to use your judgment to see that trust and to be able to recognize the commitment that others have. And when you think of that, you know, nobody is going to be ever perfect. And, um, you know... People will disappoint us from time to time. They will do silly things. Um, They will do things that we don't like. But so do we. And we have to be able to recognize that in others and forgive them and forget. And just like we have to be able to forgive ourselves and forget. But also, you know, sometimes we can say, oh, well, I'm only human. And when we say, I don't like to say that because that gives me excuse. And I don't Mm -hmm. justify my short uh, falling and my failings. You know, I want to be better than that. So I don't want to say, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I messed up. I'm sorry, I messed up. And But there's no point to say I'm sorry if you're not going to do better next time. You have to remember. And change is the is the hardest thing uh, to come about when when we do something that's wrong, to make sure that we act on the change that we say we're going to change and make sure that we change it for the better. Um, but for me, it's, it's that commitment and, and that recognition and that appreciation of, The love that other people have. And if other people love us and if we love them really, we've gotta we've gotta act accordingly. You know, I mean, you know, in relationships, for example, and we've all done that, I mean I've done that, you know, we expect others to make the first move first. Well, it's my job to be charming first, it's my job to be kind first, it's my job to give first and to give generously. You know, and instead of waiting for somebody to give it to me, I'm gonna give it to you. And I'm going to give it to you without expecting anything in return, just because that's the way to be, and that's the only way to be. And if I get something back, it's great. And if I don't get something back, it's your loss. But it's not about that I'm waiting for your loss or anything like that. I want to just do it because it's from the goodness of my own heart. And if I'm doing it with the right person, people will give it back to me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like you, I mean, like many others, we've all been disappointed by people, but I think that we owe it to ourselves to be the person that we want to be and to be the person that we want to be through other people. So, for example, today we have this podcast, I cannot afford to be late. Now, I've done things where people are late. They are 10, 15 minutes late. I don't think that's acceptable. For me, if we are going to have a relationship together, Kate, I've got to log on on time because I want to make sure that I deliver because if I start like this, then you know you can trust me. And next time we do something together, then you know, well, Fred is reliable and at least I can love Fred and I can love Fred for that. So there has to be a start. And I think that's very important, but these are the small things. And when we're talking before, we're talking about service, you know, we're talking about, you were talking about the welcome, you know, you have to have the right welcome and it has to start there and then, because if you don't, then you don't deliver trust. And when you're thinking about customer service, all these touch points are there to deliver trust. And the way you deliver trust is what you do and how you do it. But How
0: did you learn that? Because there's wisdom wrapped around everything that you're saying. Did, is that something, is, is, were you inherently built like that, raised like that, or is that something you've had to
3: learn? Um, I am on a quest to be the best person I can be. And I'm not there yet. I'm far from being there yet, uh, Kate. But I want to be there. And every day I'm working on it. And every day I'm thinking i done this well. I didn't do this well. I talk to myself. And um, it's about the conditioning of the mind and the conditioning of, my, of, of me. I want to, you know, just like if you are a sportsman and you want to be good at 100 meters, you've got to condition your body at sprinting. And you've got to do all sorts of uh, related exercises to get you to be a better sprinter. And if I want to be a good human being, this is what I've got to do. And, and, and actions speak louder than words. And this is what I have to do. And, uh, and, and I can't take a day off. You know, It is no day off here. You've got to do it every day. And you've got to work on yourself every day. And some days, I'm better than others.
0: But you're also a man that grabs opportunity. You, you look at your career, even even your romance with Fruitcake, you know, a chance meeting on the street. Oh. And, and look. For, I love the romance of that, Fred.
3: That I was so beautiful, that. you know. It was a bit like that. When I saw you, I fell in love and you smiled because you knew. It was like that. That uh, simple. Yes. And uh, we went for a drink and we were all over each other. And uh, the rest is history, as I say. You've got to be already in your heart and in your mind and in your guts, too, that this is something that you would like to happen. And when the opportunity presents itself, you've got to be able to recognize it and be brave and, and do it. And sometimes you're going to commit yourself to someone and it's not going to work out. And sometimes it's going to work out, you know. So I think you just have to try. You just have to give it a go. And... Again, it, it's about these, you know, these touch points that we're talking about, you know, and it, it starts well, you can trust people and they do another thing and you can trust them and everything like that. And if it doesn't go well, you can pull them up on it and discuss it. And it's it's about communication and making sure it's very difficult to get people to understand you and to um, hear what you say and understand truly the meaning of what you're trying. This is very hard. Communication is the hardest thing to mm-hmm. say what you mean and To ensure that these words are actually understood the way you understand them in your head. Because sometimes I think something and I explain it and it's not clear. Mm. It may be clear with the way I say it, but the way it goes into somebody's ear and into their brain and how they process that information is not the way that I said it. So um, uh, it's not obvious until it's obvious. And one needs to work at that to talk about it and ensure that, it, that it's right. So, But, you know, with online dating, I think that why not? But what I would say is once you've met online and you've made a connection and you say, uh, okay, I want to meet, then that's it. You've got to stop talking online. You've got yeah. to meet them. Because what's the point to go online, blah, 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 like, oh, yeah, you look lovely and this and that. This is all fake.
0: Have you ever done it, Fred? Have you ever done online dating?
3: Yes, I have. Yeah, and how did you find it? Okay, I mean, look, I uh, I'm old school, you know. I think that it's uh, I, I quite like to go into. I mean, not that I'm doing it right now, you know, but going into bars and meeting somebody and saying hi, how are you? Yeah, I do. Old school. I mean, I'm from the '80s, you know, so.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, so am I.
3: <laughs> but you know, the thing also, what from my experience of dating, but not my experience, my personal experience, my experience of helping people with dating on first dates, and I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, is a lot of people are very shy and they do not dare to say what they want or they do not dare to be who they want to be. And they are are worried about how they come across, how they're going to be perceived. And that confidence... Uh, sometimes is lacking in people and confidence is the most exciting thing you know that's the most attractive thing for uh, for people if you got confident and you know who you are and and you're happy with who you are and you can just say confidently what you want and what you're after and, and you're a good person it will show and this is what people need is it's just they need to just have the confidence. And this is, again, this is something that you practice and you just yeah. say, and uh, you just say what you want and you just say what you feel. But when you are able to have that level of communication, that honesty and being able to feel that you can say confidently what you want without blushing or without feeling that you're a bad person or that you are a sinful person or you know whatever things that you've got in your head, then this is when you know you're on the right way because you only have one life. Why should you be... I mean, a, a, a friend of mine was telling me the other day about his, um, his, um, his, his nephew unfortunately passed away. And um, um, he, two years before he passed away, he came out as gay. And uh, But it was only two years before. You know, and he was... He,
0: of being his real self.
3: But it took him until he was 35 to come out. You know what yeah. I mean? So, that's,
0: a, that's a waste of life, isn't it? In so it many is reasons.
3: a waste, but uh, unfortunately, he couldn't do it before he was ready. But mm-hmm. when are we ready? When are we going to wait? Now, you know, uh, when we are young, we're talking about sex again. You know, I mean, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, uh, years ago, and she was saying to me, oh yeah, now sex is very different because I'm over 40 and, you know, I know what I want, I know my body. But it comes also because of the confidence
0: Totally. I have complete confidence now because I just think it, I am what I am, it is what it is. I like who I am, but I think I was in a very different mindset in my 20s and probably also in my 30s. And I wish I could give 20-year-old men and women everywhere my 47-year-old confidence. That's, and it. that's
3: say, well, it,
0: that's what it is. It. Don't <laughs> wait. I mean, literally, gravity is no longer my friend, but everything else is working, so it's fine. Brilliant. Switching gears now, and next up is a heartfelt conversation with one of the regular faces of this morning, but a woman we came to know and love on Big Brother, Josie Gibson, who this week is switching the diary room for a bush tucker trial. She, alongside Love Island's Malin Anderson, joined me all the way back in 2019, and it was an extraordinary episode. They had become friends, long-time friends, online, but had never met in person, and their connection... Well, they were both pregnant at the same time, something they chatted about digitally uh, throughout their pregnancies. And then, well, something awful happened. And from that, an incredible friendship grew. And just a little trigger warning, this conversation touches on some truly sensitive topics, including discussions about baby loss and matters surrounding suicide. I think it's fair to say uh, that over the last year, you've both had really awful times of it. Um, And I wondered how you've dealt with that. So so what have been the tools that have got you through these enormous enormous difficulties? and, and, And what role has your friendship
4: played in helping each other through that? So, when when baby Concy passed away, I think it was this is your daughter, yeah, yeah, and, and so, Concy is named after your mum. yeah, that's why I call it baby Concy because then people oh. are like, which Concy? And I'm like, oh, they're both dead. That's what we do. You know? <laughs> I'm laughing again, I get so awkward, and I just <laughs> well, I don't know what else to do. It's how you deal with it, you, and then it's like, well, yeah, goes, there's no
0: wrong way of dealing with it, and, and I think a lot of people laugh out of. A sense of oh, like at the funeral, not knowing what else yeah, to do.
4: I gave a speech. I started laughing. and I was like, <gasps> and I was like, wow, like I don't know what to, you know. But I want to speak about it. So the only way of me not crying is by like laughing. And okay, but um, that. so so Conzi was named after your mum. Yeah. And,
0: go right back to the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So you were born to two parents. Your, your dad died before your
4: first birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. From cancer. Yeah. Skin cancer. That's it.
0: And then so you and your mum
4: were in, in, incredibly close. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. And your mum died how many months ago? So about a year and a bit ago now. And um, uh, she had breast cancer 15 years ago. She was all clear for 15 years. And then just after I came out of Love Island, it spread to other breast. And, you know, she had the operation. And at this point, like, it was all a whirlwind for me. And so I stopped working properly after, you know, the work that I should have done after Love Island, you know, like, oh, yeah, just milking every opportunity. That kind of faded for me because I was more concerned about my mum. Quite right. Um, and then she had her breasts removed and it was all good. But the whole time that they didn't know that it was actually just spread into her stomach. So she literally got taken within a month, within a month or two. And so I was there the whole time. You know, I watched I was by her side. I was a sole carer. I, like, literally just watched her pass away, especially, like, the final... You are an only child? No, I've got two brothers and a sister. One lives in America. The other brother lives in London. And my sister, you know, she's got her own family and stuff. And we all kind of came together for, for like, her last month or so. And it, it was sad because this is, like, we're in our family home and, you know, that just kind of got taken apart really quickly. And I did have a stepdad... But he he disowned us about two months after my mum had passed away. He met a new woman and that was really hard for me. Because he'd been in my life for 25 years. Wow. You know, so that was really difficult. So I've gone from living with my mum, having a family home where we spend Christmas, etc. and me when I'm like sad going into my mum's bed, you know, to just disappearing and me having to like grow the fuck up and getting my own place and being alone. And shortly I met a guy, the father of my daughter Consi. And I mean, that was a pretty toxic relationship. It was up and down. It wasn't healthy. And I became pregnant quite quickly. And that was within probably within three months of my mum passing away. So my head wasn't even there, you know. I wasn't stable enough. And I thought, oh, okay, good. Pregnant. You know, I've got my own family now. This is this is it. Yeah. And I tried to make things work purely because I was pregnant. And then, gosh, so then things just went weird. For what, 33 weeks? She stopped moving inside me. You know, and I was just like, oh, "What is going on? It can't be happening to me." And, um, and what did the doctor say at that point? You need to have an emergency C-section like within four to five minutes. And I didn't have a clue what was going on because my pregnancy was absolutely fine. It was perfect. You know, nothing was picked up. It was all it was all cool. And um, yeah, and then she came early, and before I knew it, I'd, I was living at Great Ormond Street in the parents' accommodation, and I was there for a month. And each day was literally, like, up and down. The NICU was just cra- crazy, just madness. The whole thing was just...
0: You were never emotion. able to hold her, were you? No, because she was at all. in
4: And I was too scared to touch her as well, because the, the wires and everything. And in my head, I think at the time, I was, I was slowly collecting tablets, by the way, like, thinking if she's going to go, fuck, I'm going too. Because I was like, what else have I got to live for here? I haven't got, like, a family to go back to, you know, kind of thing. And... Each day it was like a roller coaster. She's she's fine. She's making progress. The next day she wasn't, and she was here to teach me a reason. And that's what I was trying to get at. Like my spirituality just came out of kind of nowhere. My mum died. You know, I could feel my mum around me, supporting me. And I was definitely like, my baby came here for a reason. She might not have been here for long, but she's taught me something. And then, I mean, when she passed away, I was like, oh, God, I locked myself away for about three weeks. I just drank wine on my own every night. I didn't want to speak to anybody. She was four weeks old
0: when she passed yeah, away. Yeah, she was
4: four she? weeks old. Exactly a month. So <sighs> the funeral was hard because that was weird in itself. It was, it was a beautiful moment where we all wore white and we had doves released and stuff, but it, it was so sad. <laughs> and I was thinking to my head, why did I have to bury another Conci? Why did I even call her Conci, you know? And I kind of, I felt sorry for myself for a few weeks, as you do. But then I thought, okay, what do you learn from your mum going? You need to take this strength, take whatever you can from it and use it as a positive. And I was kind of just sat there and I was like, right, you need to get, get up, wake up and let's, let's do something. Don't try and hide your emotions. Don't, don't try and just run away and numb your pain with other things and distract your attention. Ride out the pain because then, then you'll heal yourself. When you learn to like, actually feel your emotion, you'll start to heal. Surround I'm yourself. a big believer in that yeah. you know. I think well, you know, for me,
0: I mean I've never been through anything like that level of loss. But I know that when something's gonna hurt, I, I don't drink wine. Yeah, I don't I don't fall back on anything, I just feel the pain. Yeah. Because I know it's coming. Yeah. And you just gotta you've gotta squint your eyes shut, fist roll your your fingers into yeah. fists and just get through it. Definitely. And
4: and it will make you stronger. Yeah, 100%. It will. Exactly. And I mean, it's I just, not easy. It's not. And I, I, I remember just feeling so lonely. I had a new apartment. Um, her room was empty, had all the baby crap in. And I got my sister to remove it. And I was just sat there, and it's like a nice apartment, thinking, this nothing, none of this means anything to me when I'm here on my own. And then, Marlon, you were saying off mic, Josie's been sending you video messages every yeah. day. So after it oh. happened, um, <laughs> Josie reached out to me and was like, Marlon, like, you probably don't want to speak to anyone. And in fact, I wasn't talking to anybody at all. And I think I was, just, I was reading her messages and it was just probably saying scene on her end, you know. And she was like, I'm gonna send you these videos anyway. And so there were just video messages from random people, celebrities, just offering words of courage, support. And she was sending to me them and they actually made such a difference. Oh, and then, like, And then I started to respond and I was like, I don't know what to do. And she was, she was, just, she was just giving me support, which was like very, very much needed at the time. Yeah. And no one else really knew what to say to me. And she goes, but she just put herself out there. I was like, here, like here's some like. Strange, guys. isn't it, when yeah. the most
0: awful things happen to people? Not often. To, no one knows no. what to say, so they say
4: nothing. Yeah. And she didn't give up this one. Well, I just, i I, 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 the I just cried so much for you because Does we you were sharing, we yeah. were sharing our story the whole way through, and then I messaged you, didn't I? And then I just, I yeah, I just was, I, I didn't sleep for two nights. So I was so upset for you. So it was like. Yeah. It was our, You don't know what to say, do you? You just no, don't know what to say. But well, so, how good was Steve-Os, though? Oh, no, amazing. I saw him himself You know Steve-O bad man? The mad man. The Madman steve the mad He's really funny. He follows his family. He's like an internet sensation. Right. And yeah. he, he is really lovely. And, yeah. he, and he did a video for Marlon. And it was just the best, oh, wasn't no, it? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: Jess, you would go around and ask just Charlotte anybody... Crosby. There's loads and loads of them, isn't <laughs> any, Anybody that you came across, you would ask them to record a message of encouragement for Marlin.
4: Well, yeah, I just messaged everybody because social media is quite powerful.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? Right. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: Last but certainly not least, it's the culinary powerhouse and renowned food critic, Grace Dent. From her gothic past to the ins and outs of being a Master Chef judge, our chat was a delectable dive into Grace's world. Plus she shared the quirky of how she ended up with her partner after a two-year Insta-stalking journey. Romance has never sounded so good. I think you and I can agree that we both really don't work for a living. It's just we're lucky to do something we love and people pay us. Yeah. When else in life have you... Pulled off what feels like a dream ticket, like a pinch me. Are you serious? Moment.
5: <gasps> oh, um, oh, god! What look? I mean that that is how I feel a lot of the time. Um, you be, you become quite blasé, um, and then you know you get invited to number ten to do something, and you walk up the you walk up to number ten, and the people on the door go. Hello, Miss Dent. Come in. You know, and it's like little bits like that. You think, oh my God, this is. You know, you walk up to Claridges and they know your name and that. But that's all quite hollow. Are they hollow? It's not hollow because.
0: Do you know? No, it's it's not because when you grow up and you have massive aspirations and you feel like you'll never. You're when you are a small town in terms of. You're not having access to all of that. And then suddenly, at number 10, they know your yeah, name. Yeah, they know, they know, that they know. It's, I don't think it's shallow. I think it signifies
5: to you how far you've come. You know, if I'm very honest, um, some, and I'm going to regret saying this, I think, because I, you know, I my man, Charles, I think almost every day, whenever I look at him, I always think, how did I pull this off? right like how yeah. how d- how did I pull this off right because before we got together I used to um I, I used to um follow him on insta and he followed me and there was like at least 24 months where I used to just like look at his photo and go oh, he's he's so pretty <laughs>
0: <laughs> did like, you, did you, so you were kind of you were following him yeah and we were, we were following. clearly screenshotting and, and appreciating well, his,
5: you know, his fineness um i i don't think i ever um i don't think i ever screenshot it because what i i think what i did was occasionally i mean it was very gradual because uh we he followed me and we followed each other because we kind of knew people in common and then um and I think that one day he left it was it's a very modern but very actually mundane way of people getting together that um you know you kind of one of you leaves a comment and then the other one leaves a comment back and then after like but it was about a year and a half, two years of leaving comments and then um, he, So kind of digital flirting yes, slash
0: foreplay. Kind of
5: flirting. Well I think you know, we were both kind of wasting our time with uh other lesser beings. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then... That's what so I mean about
0: the, the pithy reviews, Grace. <laughs> I know, I know, I know.
5: <laughs> so so then, also. so what, you built
0: up this, you built up this kind of chitter-chatter online. Yes. But then who but took the lead to either jump into your DMs or how
5: did you do it? So I was in, um I was in, the weird thing was I was in Liverpool, um like, working, and I was feeling really, really miserable. I'd been interviewing Brett from Suede, and I'd had a lovely time, but I was just feeling a bit down. You know, and you wake up in a, in a hotel room by yourself, and you just feel, "What's the bloody point?" And uh, and then I I just got I got this little message from him saying that he would like to take me for a coffee, and uh, and then and that was kind of that was that was it. Was it. We were like. I mean, I must admit, when he said he wanted to take me for a for coffee, I thought, "Oh God!" And now I'm going to meet you, and you're going to be a dickhead, you know? <laughs> Did you? Yeah. The voice of cynicism. Yeah, good. yeah. I, thought, I know,
0: but now you're going to meet- But when it's not your first rodeo,
5: you are entitled to be slightly jaded. Oh Lord God! I mean, come on! I mean, it's it's uh, before you, and I always say this when people, and I mean, this happens all the time to me. You know, when people are going through stages in the, in their life where they're. They're looking and looking and looking to the point where they've given up, and then every time they go back out there and try to look again, you know, it's like Mister, oh whoops, I'm married, and Mister, um, oh I didn't get your call, and Mister, oh I oh I I didn't realize we were going out tonight, or Mister, oh I you know, oh, and these are the good these are the good versions, and then there's the really <laughs> mad ones, do you know what I mean? Um, and people get to the point where they're absolutely just punch drunk with with dating to the point you know yeah and I always and my mother used to always say to me every pot has a lid right and I used to think oh, I used to think I used to think oh shut up ma'am right <laughs> oh but she used to say worse things than that though if two um if two really awful people got together she'd go well at least they're not spoiling two houses <laughs> I still say that now when, when you got like a really horrible kind of media couple, Oh, you know, spawn two hours. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so,
0: yeah. Uh, and I. So and, and tell me this, though, right? So you, he asked you for a coffee and you thought, oh, Jesus, yeah. you, know, you woke up thinking, what's the point? Mm-hmm. When you actually transferred it from a digital affection where you've got the safety of a screen to kind of, you know, shield you, what was that moment of seeing him like?
5: Oh God! I mean, he was absolutely gorgeous. That was the thing. And then, like, and then I kind of saw him um, across the bar. And there's the, the, you know, one thing is turning up when somebody is completely not the person that they said. And God, that happens. Can I get an amen, sisters listening? <laughs> but then, then amen. There's <laughs> but then there's what's what's almost worse is when you turn. No, no, it's not worse, but it's it's similar. Is when you turn up and the person is the person, and you're like. Oh. oh shit! Here we go. Here we go. Here is here is my heart going to be dragged and thrown at a wall from twenty five feet? <laughs> Kill me
0: now. <laughs> Kill me. And then he's going to come back in his car and just keep driving over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> Although I will, I will say that he had on. He'd kind of, I kind of got him on the, on the hoof because he'd been kind of saying to me. Oh, I don't think I can see you for like seven days or eight days or whatever. But we were talking all the time anyway. So in the end I just went, look, let's just cut to the chase. I'm gonna be in this bar. Come down. If you if you can't come down, fair enough. But then I just thought, look, I'm not having another eleven days before I find out that, you know, that you're actually a trucker from Dudley called. <laughs> Fiona. Called Fiona, Called you know. Fiona. Like, this is it. I'm not exactly. This Catfish. is I'm no. I'm not being catfished, right? And then he, um, this is it. He kind of he turned up and he was he was like he was dressed like he'd been to the gym, and he had this jacket on that had been given to him by this kind of like oh like outdoors training camp that he'd been doing because he's into like bodybuilding and stuff, and it had a spelling mistake on it,
0: right? Oh, but that really annoyed me. And you. I sat
5: down and like, I was being, I was kind of, we were kind of flirting with each other and then he started being a bit cheeky and I was like, you're being very cheeky for a man covered in typos, right? And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just think from that moment there was kind of a bit of a match, but uh, yeah, I mean, look. He had you at typos, he had, yeah? He had me on, a, on an incorrect use of an apostrophe on, on his back. Um, but yeah, look, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that, and I I think that when you're going back to the whole pot has a lid, the fact is though that people just bloody turn up, right? They just do, you know? And you kind of you, you, you kind of go around and you do the dating and you know, you chase people and you chase them and you chase them and they're like, Oh, I'll be available when this happens, but they're not. And then or you play games and then everybody kind of goes through a point where you just go out for a drink one night and you end up sitting with somebody and then that's it. And there's no games and there's no, I'm not sure what I want. There's just, it just happens. And you kind of, it's inescapable. You know, most people, when you find out how they met the love of their life, it's just, they kind of got off with each other one night and then they just never went home. Yeah. <laughs> like, each, I, lo- I love, the, I love those deep love stories. It's just like, after 27 <laughs> days, he went home to get more pants and that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining me for another midweek dive into the white wine question time treasure trove. To listen to these episodes in full, just search the guest name in your search bar and this week you've been entertained with Fred Cyriax, Josie Gibson and Grace Dent. And I'll be back with a brand new episode on Friday. Until then, have a great week and thanks for your company.
5: White Wine Question Time is a Stack Production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.